1: Welcome to the Lose the Cape podcast, where we get real with busy moms and talk about how they survive their daily juggle. If you are a busy mom who believes in the idea of moms helping moms with tips, tools, and resources to survive, this is the podcast for you. Good morning. I am an entire day late with this podcast episode. I apologize to anyone who was just sitting there desperately waiting for our podcast to drop yesterday. Ha 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 for those of you who were, I'm sorry that I'm late, but this one is worth waiting for. Today I am talking with Carrie Sharp of He Says, She Says. Carrie and I have gotten to know each other quite well through the Boss Mom community and then through her communication a Facebook group that she runs. She is teaching people how to use speaking to build their platform. So, through Facebook Live or through other videos and all that kind of stuff. Gary is just a lot of fun. We have really bonded over the past few months and I am looking forward to sharing this interview with you. Before we get to the interview, this episode is sponsored by Write, Publish, Sell. Do you have an idea for a book in you and you just have to get it out, whether it be fiction or nonfiction, but you don't know where to start? Well, we have a special one-hour training course where you can go from idea to your basic completed outline. I will walk you through the steps of how to take your idea, how to get your ideas out there and organized and put them into a manner that will make it much easier for you to move forward with writing your book. If you'd like to check it out, please go to losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 61. Click on the special link there and it will take you to all the details about this one hour training program. All right, enjoy the show. I do want to give a quick disclaimer that something wonky happened with my audio in this interview. So there are parts of it that uh, the sound is a little bit annoying. But please don't let that discourage you from listening because Carrie is worth it. Well, it's so great to talk to you. I think that um, the day after the election, we couldn't have chosen a better day to talk about the importance of communicating with people (laughs) and good communication (laughs) (laughs) skills. right because like for some people it's yeah. gonna be a challenge.
0: <laughs> oh, for many people it's a challenge. I fl- I flipped through my news feed once this morning and that's going to be it.
1: <laughs> yes, I know. I um, I I tried to be very um thoughtful in my words and then I just decided, you know what? I just I just I have words today. So, <laughs> I just Sometimes
0: it's better to say
1: nothing. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. but uh, oh my goodness, let's talk about you. Tell us all about you, Carrie.
0: Well, I'm a communication consultant and speaker. I live in Northern Michigan where today it is sunny, which makes me happy because we're about to embark on about a five-month period where we will have no sun and lots of snow. And I've been married. Oh yeah, I know. I love some parts of it, but it lasts too long here. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I, I'm married. I've been married to my husband, Ryan for 19 years Nice. and we have five kids and I homeschool all of them while running our business at home.
1: I do not understand that. You know, I talk to so many women who homeschool and run their business, and I'm just like, how? How do you do it? My two little girls are home today because they stayed up too last, too late last night, ate too much candy, and they have tummy aches. Um, <laughs> and they, we've all been kind of having a little bit of a cold. So I was like, all right, you know, we're just gonna keep you home. And I'm like, I can either work on my business, or I can either be with my kids. <laughs> I can't. We I cannot do that. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm guessing your kids are younger than mine and that's what makes the difference. I mean, my kids range in age from 16 down to seven. And so they're pretty self-sufficient and don't have to have me all the time. And that kind of crossed over when the youngest children turned about four or five. And before that, of course, it was all or nothing really with the parenting and homeschooling. So right. I get more breaks now and more time to myself. You're, you're still in that stage where they're a little bit younger and need you a lot more. Right.
1: So uh, when did you launch your business then? I guess we kind of jumped over that. So let's hop back over. You and your husband own a company together while wow, you- yeah, We do. And so what's- what I you guys- do. <laughs>
0: Our business is called He Says, She Says, which is awesome. And so basically, oh, thank you. It's basically both of us tackling communication challenges with clients from all sorts of different perspectives. So we'll work with married couples, helping them communicate better. We'll work with parents, helping them communicate with their children better. But we'll also work with folks who need some confidence and help making connections in their public speaking or in their networking. And my husband works a lot with clients who would like help making connections in sales, building relationships with potential clients, because my husband has a career background in sales as well.
1: Well, that makes sense. Okay, so um, w- at what point in time did you guys decide, hey, we want to work together, we're going to launch this business, and <laughs> working out it, for you as a couple. <laughs> it kind
0: of just fell into place. I, I would not say that we necessarily planned it this way. I mean, at one time, I was going to be a lawyer, and that was the plan. So, you know, three kids after that, what happened was when our, church, our third child was born, he almost died. Oh. And we spent a couple of weeks in the NICU with him, wondering if he was going to make it or not. And afterwards, a lot of people started asking us to share our story of that experience. And so we traveled around really through the United States and Canada sharing that story, and so public speaking was a big deal for us back then. We shared the story at women's conferences and men's conferences and churches and business conferences, and then when our twins came along, there was just no way we could keep up that travel schedule. You know, like I said to you earlier, your kids are are young, and you're in a different season. It's harder because you have to kind of do one or the other. Well, that Came to a head right then for us when the twins came along yeah. we knew that that was just not, it wasn't gonna fly anymore at that point so that's when we started putting as much online as we could mm-hmm. and that's kind of how we got into where we're at now we teach courses online we've got groups that we work with online I have meetings with clients through Skype so pretty much everything is online mm-hmm. we still take on a few speaking engagements per year but now it's on our time timetable. And we only do a few. We're, we're more selective now in what we do outside of the house because we do need to be here and the homeschooling does require so much of my time.
1: Wow. So I'd really like to talk to you about the NICU experience because um, I had twins that were born 10 weeks early. Um, one, of uh-huh. them, one of them spent 12 weeks in the NICU and mm-hmm. one of them passed away after two days. So um,
0: Aww, I'm so we, sorry.
1: Thank you, um, and that's a big part of our story and our journey and how I got to be where I am today actually, but um, what did he have something that you knew uh, was an issue or did, or what happened with your son?
0: No, he had something we did not know was an issue. Mm-hmm. And I had a totally perfect pregnancy mm-hmm. as really were all of my pregnancies before that. And two weeks before my due date, I went into labor, which was unusual for me. I always went right to my due date or, or just a couple of days before. And uh, partway through the delivery process, they knew he was in distress. There, they knew that there were problems. All of a sudden, I had oxygen on me. And when the doctor said, Okay, you're ready to push, take a practice push, I did and Maverick shot out and my husband <laughs> caught him while wow. the doctor flew across the room oh my god and immediately I, I know i've never seen a doctor move so fast ever <laughs> but after you've had a couple kids you no longer need practice so the <laughs> practice push was you know unnecessary
1: <laughs> right you're like uh, I don't that, need this.
0: <laughs> yeah Exactly. And from that moment on, we knew that something was wrong. He wasn't breathing properly. He wasn't showing the signs of life that you hope that children show at that time. And so after that, I, you know, we live in a rural area. We're out in the country. This is Northern Michigan. It's, it's in the sticks, you know, so our hospital was not equipped to care for him. We ended up at a hospital a couple hours away for a few days, and when that didn't help, then we were transported three hours south to a specialized children's hospital where we spent another few
1: weeks wow. waiting
0: to see if he would live or not. He had contracted a rare bacterial infection while I was pregnant, wow. and the neonatologist basically told us him coming two weeks early was his last ditch effort to live. He, he, yeah. would have died. Yeah, he would have died otherwise.
1: That is a... I mean, that's a a frightening story. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry that you guys went through that. That's, oh, wow. So, um, obviously. Thank you.
0: He did, yeah. I mean, if you knew him now, you would never guess something had ever happened. He's 12 now. And I think, first of all, we chose the name. So, I I think it's our fault. We chose the name Maverick, which means one who blazes his own path, which has been the case. (laughs) From the one push delivery up until now. I mean, that child has not stopped moving since then. (laughs) Totally crazy. He's the most active of our five kids. He is probably at this point, the most healthy of our five kids. You just would never know anything had ever happened. And of course, after he finally got better, the doctors had warned us that there may be lasting effects. Maybe he didn't get enough oxygen during all of this. Maybe he would have learning delays. Maybe there would be developmental delays. And none of that has come to fruition at all. He's brilliant and active and healthy. So we're just, you know, it's it's a miracle for us. It's a miracle. And we just thank our
1: lucky stars for how it turned out. That's an amazing story. And then your twins, um, were they, uh, identical? Are they identical or
0: (laughs) they're not, they're, they're both girls, but they are as opposite as two kids can possibly be. (laughs) Uh, and in personality, Moxie has red hair and blue eyes and Marin has brown hair and brown eyes (laughs) and one is more shy and one is more outgoing and, it, it, it's it's very fun to watch they are each other's best friend and I hope it stays that way it's yeah been, it's been really great watching them you know we homeschool so they're together a lot you know yeah. and so it's been awesome to watch them build their relationship and and great you know, names
1: by the I love uh, I love that you went with all m's and those are like really unusual m names too and <laughs> to I love them That's thank great. you so we've gotten completely off track, but that's okay because sometimes <laughs> it's all about just talking about stories that get us where we are, right? Um, that's right. That's right. Okay, so uh, you've, you you, uh, I did I ask you how many years ago you started your business and you said you started speaking, and your son, then the twins were born. So that's what time yeah. you, that's when you decided to bring it all in home. Okay, so that's been yeah. what six years ago. Yeah, because
0: our twins were born about seven years ago, and the first year of their life, I cannot remember. It's all a blur. <laughs> I was homeschooling and had two newborns in the house, and so probably about six years ago is when we really started focusing on bringing it online.
1: So what in your, in your background did you decide made you guys go down the communication route? Like, what, How did you decide, okay, we're going to help people communicate better?
0: Because that's what we've always done. I have a degree in political science and psychology, so it's all about communication and relationships. My husband has a degree in criminal justice and loss prevention. And that's a lot of what he does. And then he went into sales and has done that for the last 20 something years. And that's all relationships. And after being married for 19 years, uh, successfully, mind you, married for 19 years, (laughs) we know a few things about what works and what doesn't. And with our desire to help people and our background in communication and relationship building, we just thought it's such a natural transition into that, such a
1: natural path for us to follow. Great. So, um, when you when do you work with? Uh, you said you work with a lot of people on their marriage counseling. So, do you work together with them? Do you are uh, communicating? Sorry, or do you do you take a couple one time? takes a couple one time, or how how does that work out? We have a couple of coaching
0: packages where we will Skype with another couple, just two on two,
1: uh-huh. and
0: help them learn some better communication techniques. Most of the time, they just need to listen better and they aren't, or they need to know some conflict resolution skills, Mm -hmm. which takes some practice. Mm -hmm. And so we'll work on that. A lot of what we do is in groups. We have some private Facebook groups that we'll fill up with married women who wanna just work on wife stuff, or couples that wanna work on marriage stuff together. And we'll work through there. We'll use Facebook Live, we use that a lot with those couples and those wives, or we have PDFs that we have available for download for them to work through stuff on their own. So it's kind of a combination of things. You know, we don't take on clients that need marriage counseling. That's a totally different ballgame. We just work with couples that need some help with their communication, or feel like everything is really good, but wanna make sure it stays that way. And that's, I find, better, more effective. Right. If you come to us when there's already a problem, maybe you'll be able to work through it, maybe not. You might need more help than we can give. But if you come to us when things are good, we can help you make them better.
1: So can you walk us through some of the most common like communication issues that people have and some of your suggestions for working that out? Yeah. What I see a lot
0: is wives will contact me and say, this has been going on and this is a problem and my husband is doing this and this isn't right and blah, 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 blah. And I will say, have you talked to your husband about that? (laughs) Almost always the answer is no. Mm. Almost always the answer is, well, I'm telling you, Carrie, and I've told my best friend and I've told my mom and I've told my sister, but they have not actually talked to The person they have the problem with which is the husband and so i would say one major thing i see is just that couples aren't talking Mm -hmm. they're holding it in and talking to everybody else but not the person they have the problem with Mm -hmm. and another problem that i see really often is lack of listening skills people think they're listening but really they're just listening to talk yeah they don't really wanna hear what is being said from their spouse. Maybe they don't wanna consider the other person's viewpoints. Maybe they think the other person is always at fault. Whatever the problem is, the listening isn't happening. So that's, that's another one. And that's kind of
1: across the board. Like I see that just between friends, between family members and marriages, all kinds of stuff. So listening is For important. Sure.
0: Um, For sure. For sure. Go ahead. I was going to say, in the public speaking realm or business realm, what I see is just lack of confidence. Most people maybe need a little bit of tweaking on their actual speaking skills, but what they mostly need is confidence, and so that's the other thing that I help work through. And how do you help someone build their confidence? Well, they need to first take a look at themselves and realize that most people don't care about all the problems that they see with themselves. Right. It's true. <laughs> what holds us back the most is us. <laughs> mm-hmm. All the things that I worry about, you know, is my hair not right? Are my eyes, you know, do I have puffy eyes? And am I saying the right thing? Am I screwing this up? Am I saying something terrible? Most people are not worried about those things. They just want to learn from what we have to say. They want to hear what our story is. And so if we can get past kind of our own little mental hurdles, then that solves most of the problem. And so I just help people understand that if you're seeing a speaker and not worrying about their hair and their eyes and what they're saying, they're probably not so much worried about what you're saying or or what they're seeing from you
1: either. That's so true. Do you ever work on... um, parent-child communication issues.
0: Yeah, and a lot of that right now is how to talk to teenagers. Mm -hmm. That seems like a big one that we get right now and how to teach them social skills because most teenagers are so wrapped up in phones and other devices right now. And so we do a lot of work with that. You know, yeah. teenagers would have had social skills 10, 20 years ago because they're in the situations where they would learn them. They're having family dinners. They're having dinners out with other families. They're learning these things that are proper and not proper in social situations where now we're eating food in a car more often than not we're in front of a television, and then we're immediately retreating to our bedrooms with our devices. Damn. So just kind of helping parents recognize where the problem situations are, and then kind of strategizing some solutions that'll work for each family is a lot of what we do.
1: Yeah, it's a really different world for our teens and preteens now than
0: <laughs> it is. And there just are like a years ago, of- yeah, and, and so many aspects are positive. You know, we don't want to get rid of the d- devices completely. Right. I would never. I mean, look at us. We're running businesses through devices, so exactly. <laughs> thank goodness Thank goodness for them. But we have to help our teens set some limits and, and know how to interact face-to-face, too. It's just as important, if not more so, especially after they graduate and then get jobs and, right. and move on to their real life, you know? Right.
1: right. That's so true. Um, okay, so busy mom, kids from, you said 17 is your oldest 15? Our oldest is 16. 16, right in the middle. <laughs>
0: 16 yeah, to 7. We've got, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> that's a wide variety of activity, ages, and interests. So uh, mm-hmm. talk to us about the struggle of the juggle and how you uh, how you get through a day. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs>
0: And I am not naturally a master of time management and all of those things. I'm not a naturally organized person. I I love things in order and organized, but I'm not the best at getting them to that point. Uh So I have had to read a lot of books. (laughs) I've had to really, really learn those skills because a family of seven just does not function You know spontaneously and by the seat of our pants. It just does not happen I mean just just the laundry alone just getting through the laundry requires serious planning around here so I've just had to get really good at calendars and Multitasking
1: and really planning things out What are your what are some of your favorite tools and resources to be able to do that?
0: I start with Google Calendar.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: know it sounds so basic and so simple, but that really organizes my whole life. If it were to crash, I think everything <laughs> would fall apart. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, I mean because my scheduling program ties into that, everything's all integrated, you know, my husband when he needs to add something, he adds it to his and it bumps onto mine and You know, I I would fall apart without it, but really I have to have it. And I love that it's mobile, you know, it's on my phone, not not just my laptop. So it's everywhere that I am and I can add things to it and take things off and rearrange. And another app that really holds it all together for us is called AnyList. It's the AnyList app. Oh, yeah, we use it for uh, our shopping list, which uh-huh. is very important in a household of seven, When, especially when you have teenagers who are using up all the stuff in the house and need to add it, but it's a it's a list app that's on all of our phones, and so I can add things to it. My husband can add things to it. My kids can add things to it, and then it's with us, so it's on our phone. We go to the grocery store. There it is. As one of us is crossing off items on that list, it crosses off the items on everybody's list so nice. if I tell my husband stop by the store and get the stuff on the list he can get the stuff and it's crossing off in real time I could see him picking things up <laughs> if I add something at the moment while he's shopping he sees it right then <laughs> and I like that you can put it in order of the store uh-huh. I should be getting a commission on this app I swear because I love it that much <laughs> So I can enter into the store and all of my list is in order of the store. So I can literally go in and get everything in just a few minutes and it's all organized. I so
1: need the organization. You get, your, <laughs> you get to choose your local grocery store then? So like you put in your Kroger and then it organizes it in the way the Kroger is set up? Or how does that how does No,
0: you- I, it lets me change the categories in order of my... Okay, shopping Okay. So you I have organized myself. it. Okay. That's cool. Yes. yes. Everything is all, I mean, it is so good because <laughs> I need that organization. I cannot spend three hours at the grocery store every two days and we are literally there every two days. So, I believe it. You know, to go spend 10 or
1: 20 minutes is so much better than three hours. I believe it. My kids are just moving into the phase now where we yeah. are, are having to like up our grocery game because now you know where I could make one serving of meatloaf and potatoes and blah 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 and it would be the whole family now it's like gosh there's not enough food here I have to double all the recipes yeah and how yeah. old are they they're nine six and four soon to be yeah. nine five nine seven and five but um yeah but they um They eat like teenagers. Yeah. Yeah, You're in so much trouble.
0: I mean, if it it gives you some idea, if we're doing meatloaf, it's three meatloafs. Yeah. And there there will be no leftovers. (laughs) So leftovers is not an issue in our house. All of these websites that talk about ways to use your leftovers, I just laugh at those. (laughs) I'm cooking for the military here, and we never have leftovers.
1: So do you use any meal planning services?
0: I Don't. And you know why? My daughter, who is the 16 year old, Mm -hmm. wants to go to culinary school. And so she has been cooking since she was like 10. I hate cooking. This is like God's gift to me. Uh (laughs) So he cooks most of the meals here. And when she's not cooking, my husband does. So (gasps) I, I, yeah. I know. When she finally leaves to go to culinary school, I, I'm going to cry. My
1: private chef will leave. It'll be so sad. That's been a blessing, though, and I love how your husband cooks. That's he does, and he's good at it, so yay. Amazing. So you said you're in Michigan. Um, I I like to ask people from time to time. It's not a question that I always ask, but I am kind of curious as to what moms are um, concerned about when it comes to raising their kids. And uh, I'm just kind of curious if there's any social issues or or medical issues or anything like that 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 makes you nervous and why. Hmm.
0: That makes me nervous, I would say thing that makes me nervous is just raising kids that are respectful Mm -hmm. and that will be contributors to society. I think those are concerns of a lot of parents here. There's a lot of homeschooling parents here and parents who are very involved in their kids' education, whether it's private school or public school or homeschool. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think more than ever, maybe that's the case here. People want to be sure that their kids have a, a better life than they do, but they don't want it to come from a handout of some sort. They want their kids to be contributors. So I think we're all just working really hard to raise up that next generation as as parents anywhere are. Mm-hmm. Right now, for us, that means getting two kids who are that age through driver's ed (laughs) without killing themselves or anybody else or giving us heart attacks, which, oh my heavens. And then getting them to go on to whatever, you know, next education is proper for them. Right. You know, for our oldest daughter, it's the culinary school for our next child, our son McGuire, he wants to go into engineering. So over the summer he took a week long camp camp, that was for robotics engineering at the college that my husband and I went to and it's just awesome to kind of see what your kids are interested in and where their skill sets are and then do what you can to foster that in them you know help them to see what uh, what is out there that is going to be good for them yeah. so that's kind of where where we're at with our kids and i think that's the same for Most of my friends here and most of the people in our community, we're, we're a, you know, a small knit community. If you walk into the grocery store here, you'll see at least five people, you know, and so everybody kind of is interested in what other families are doing. And if they see my kids out in town, they'll let me know that they saw my kids out in town. You know, they'll say, I saw your kid at the Tim Hortons and they were with so-and-so and, and so it's it's good and it's bad at the same time to to know everybody in your town. But right. for the most part, I think it's good because it takes a village, right? And we've got a really good village here.
1: That's awesome. So, so that, that kind of pops up a question that just came into my mind. Um, being in mm-hmm. a small community like that, what made you decide to homeschool? Because a lot of times people will homeschool because they don't like the urban you know, mm-hmm. environment or all that stuff. Where, where did that come from?
0: Yeah. I think our homeschooling ideas came from totally different than than what most homeschoolers come into it for. We, we wanted the flexibility, especially for travel. We do a lot of travel with our kids. And when we started homeschooling, you know, we were We were speaking at places and and doing different things, and we really just liked the flexibility. I I didn't want to be tied down to a school schedule. I mean, it's so awesome to be able to pile our kids into the car and go to a museum somewhere in the middle of a weekday if we want to, or let them go spend a couple nights at my parents' house if they want to. And our son hunts. Hunting is big here in northern Michigan, all the deer hunting, and... So he he takes several days, you know, he'll work extra hard on schoolwork up until that point and then take a few days off to go hunt with my dad. Oh, my dad that's... takes some hunting kind of grandfather, grandson thing, you know, and so I think the flexibility is really what started it. And now having as big of a family as we have, it's just been awesome to see how my kids have bonded in a way that is different from kids that go to a school where they're apart all day and the older kids are kind of helping out with the younger kids now and, and teaching them in ways that maybe I can't, maybe I don't teach in, in that way and it's just been, it's been good to see them grow and develop in that way. I don't think that there is a right or wrong when it comes to educating your kids yeah. I think there are a million ways to get that accomplished. Yeah. It's different for every mom and different for every family. And I would never presume to say one way is right. And one way is wrong. Absolutely. But for us, this has been really good. I never imagined myself doing this. I, you know, I said to you before, I was going to be a lawyer. If right. anybody was going to stay home with children, it was going to be my husband, not me. Right. right. He has the patience, <laughs> you know, and, and the mindset for that stuff. But, just, it's been so good. And I'm so glad that I've done it. And I'm glad that it has worked out for us. It doesn't work out for everybody, but I'm glad that it
1: has for us. So when you structure your day, I'm I'm so curious about it. I am the type of person who, just like I said, my kids would never sleep in bed with me, Mm -hmm. said I would never, ever, ever, ever homeschool. But as life has progressed, and as I've seen things, for all the reasons that you just mentioned, I would consider going down this path and like just Mm -hmm. listening to you talk about that because um, kind of a segue here but when I was a kid my dad was military and we were stationed in Germany and Uh um, I loved the the schools were super liberal over there about Mm -hmm. attendance policies if your family was doing traveling because they thought that was so like uh, beneficial to your education so I mean I got mm-hmm. like the best education in Europe in Europe in Germany and all over the place because we were able to go not worry about the fact that we took a whole week off from school and went to all these museums yeah. oh
0: and- my goodness you have the most awesome life <laughs> well,
1: yeah. so good wow. <laughs> well, but like I want to do that with my kids so badly like it has yeah. always been my dream to take a year or 10 i don't know and just like move to france and just like educate my kids on life mm-hmm. when i think back to my when i think back to elementary school how much i mean obviously they still have to learn the basics they still have to learn those basic things and we can figure that out but i learned far more from living and seeing and experiencing than I've ever learned from anything that came out of a book. Yeah. You know? And um, so I don't know, just listening to you talk about that, but I am worried about if one of my kids does want to go to the traditional college, all that kind of stuff, I'm worried that I will ruin their chances because it's gotten so competitive in the standardized testing and I'm not prepared to prepare them for, uh, for the SATs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you'll be happy to know that there are a lot of online options for children to prepare
1: for those. <laughs> He's gonna come home, and I'm gonna be like, "Guess what? We're gonna homeschool <laughs> our kids." He's gonna. <laughs> uh, you stayed up way too late and got a little too crazy with the elections last night. back yeah. to bed. <laughs> and then he'll be like, "And who is this crazy lady that you talked to this morning <laughs> on your podcast?" What happened? <laughs>
0: <Her>. <laughs>
1: well, anyone
0: can do it. I was really concerned about. The social aspect, everybody's always wondering, are homeschooled kids socialized kids? Which is absolutely insane because I think my kids are the most socialized kids. Yeah. yeah. We we raise them that way on purpose, but they're around other people all the time. We're not, you know, sheltering homeschool kids, you know. Right. <laughs> and, and so our our son, our our 15-year-old, became a golf caddy this summer as a part-time job and the kids raking in the big bucks in tips because the the people are telling him we love how social you are you look us in the eyes you remember our name you know you're you're very conversational and i'm like score score one for the communication consultant mother exactly <laughs> thank you for setting a good example but i think it's so easy to homeschool these days there are courses online for anything that i am not good at and then everything else that I am good at. I mean, my kids probably have read more classic literature than any other kids on the planet. I've made them study the constitution in its entirety. You know, last night, my children were up until three o'clock in the morning because it was election night and we we were, yeah, and we were talking through the electoral college and how things function. And of course, political science is my my degree so they,
1: mm-hmm. yes, it's
0: awesome so they know way more about that than they ever wanted to know but it yeah. was so fun to see my son with a tablet on his lap click in the re- refresh button to see things in real time and that's the part of homeschooling that I love and anything that I don't feel like I'm equipped to do, we can find someone who is. There's you an know, app for that. <laughs> there is. It's the truth. Or there's another mom whose yeah. specialty is that particular right. subject. And, and so you can just kind of work with that. Plus, my son is taking courses online through Coursera. He's learning coding from the University of Michigan through Coursera. You know, there's there's online everything these days. So it's it's good. It's easy to do now. Very easy to do.
1: So um how do you balance that cuz here's my concern my concern is I would get all excited about doing all this stuff and then I'd be like okay I still have four clients that are need me to do xyz and I can't I can't do cooking class with my daughter right now I can't take her take, teach her the french right now I have to be you know get answering this phone call or this message how do you balance your your work and your homeschooling yeah, this is
0: where the necessity of time management comes in. Mm-hmm. I have had to learn to be a very early riser mm-hmm. and get a lot of work stuff done before the kids are up. And then when they're up, we do as much homeschooling as possible before lunchtime. Mm-hmm. And then I try to do more, more of my client appointments in the afternoon Then in the morning so that I can devote as much of the morning as possible to the homeschooling and then in the afternoon That's kind of when the kids do more of their self-directed stuff The the worksheets that they need to do or the reading that needs to get done or the online studying the things that they don't need me so much for and one thing that sets homeschooling apart from the other types of schooling is we can do in four hours what it takes eight or nine hours in a traditional school setting to do, because we don't have all the time in between the stuff that needs to get done. I'm not working with 25 students. I'm working with five students. And it's been wonderful in my family that my oldest two kids are doing the same grade Mm -hmm. because they are so close in age that it just worked out that way. And that, so that's one grade with two kids. Uh-huh. Then we have our middle son who does his own grade. And then the youngest two are twins. And so they're in the same grade also. <laughs> so really with five kids, I'm only dealing with three different grades. Right. And as they've gotten older and interested in different things, then they kind of branch off into their own stuff. You know, my son is doing the coding courses, which would absolutely kill my daughter. <laughs> yeah. And so she's doing the culinary courses, which my son has no interest in. And so we just kind of go with what they're interested in and where their skills are and where our skills are and and just go from there. It's very flexible. I love that.
1: It's so cool. It's so cool. I had no intentions of taking this uh, conversation all the way down the homeschool thing, but I got to tell you, I'm super fascinated by it and um and I, I i feel myself like wondering how i could pull it off so maybe this summer when the kids are all home i'll give it a little trial run <laughs> yeah I'll run summer school and see if it's something that i could do because I'm, like, yeah. I'm very adhd so i i have to it would have to be like structured like yeah super structured
0: oh if i can structure anybody can structure
1: <laughs> i'm still <laughs> not structured
0: but the nice thing is there, any style will work. If yeah. if there is a particular style that works for you, then it works for you. Yeah, you know, there there. It doesn't have to be cookie cutter. It doesn't have to be set up like a school would do it.
1: Yeah, you can true. do it
0: any way you want. You know, you sure. mentioned the travel. If you're traveling somewhere, you can talk about what what you're seeing and That's the right. history of it and. You know, you can somehow incorporate science into it and math into it. As long as the kids are learning what they need to learn, it really doesn't matter how it's happening. Yeah, that's so
1: true.
0: We do what's best for us and you could do what's best for you.
1: I think my husband would be a really good homeschooler. He's the type that on the weekends, like he's doing science experiments with the kids and stuff. So maybe I could even convince him to let me work my little tail off, become the breadwinner. He can come home and homeschool our kids. Yeah,
0: okay, and so I'm just telling you right now, he's already homeschooling. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, (laughs) you know, and he loves doing stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's great at it over the, you know, yeah. Anyway, okay. yeah, Planting seeds.
0: (laughs) The idea of setting it up like a school kind of freaks people out, and I think that would freak me out, but you don't have to. If you're already doing science experiments on the weekend, you just kind of work that into what your overall
1: goals are. (laughs) Exactly. So cool. I'm so glad we had this conversation.
0: Me too. And I'm so happy to have met another mom who has survived the NICU. Yes. That is a life-altering experience, as you know. Here's my NICU baby
1: right here.
0: Aw, hi, sweetheart. (laughs) (laughs) Aw. You have no idea what a miracle you
1: are, but your mom knows. (laughs) Yes, yes, indeed. Um, So, okay, so where can people find you? Our business is
0: called He Says, She Says, and the website is www.ryancarysharp.com.
1: Very cool. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really enjoyed the conversation, and I should forget to pull up my questions more often because this was really fun.
0: This has been fun, and I'm so glad that it was not structured after staying up until 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, night, My brain
1: couldn't <laughs> handle it. So. Same here, same here. Thanks so much for listening to our episode today with Carrie Sharp. We hope that you enjoyed it. Again, I'd just like to remind you to check out the podcast notes at LoseTheCape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 61. And don't forget to check out the special training on Idea to Basic Outline, which we also have in the show notes for you. Have a great day.